This is Unconvinced, the podcast where we critically examine positions that are either not so obviously obvious, extremely extreme, or uncontroversially controversial, and we probably come to no conclusion at all about them. We are Mark Rees, Jason Werbeloff, I'm Mark, and Roman Kabanak. Good day. This episode is called Would You Love the Buffy Bot? <laughs> where we look at whether we would have a relationship, both romantic and sexual, with a sex bot. Because one of my favorite things about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I loved, <laughs> cool, really cool series. That gets read incredibly highly. And it's it ought to be. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't so much about vampires and the hunting of them, but about like a young girl's <laughs> growth, discovery bosom. of self, not a bosom, which was magnificent. <laughs> it's about a young girl's In terms bosom. of being different. As she grows up. I anyway. related to a sex bot. Well, because... <laughs> Don't you see the connection? Buffy's related to everything. <laughs> There's this uh, vampire called Spike who really, really loved Buffy. But he couldn't get with her because she kept rejecting him. So he got this Buffy bot made, which was a robot that looked just like her. <laughs> and he fell in love with the Buffy bot and had sex with it and had this whole relationship as a substitute for Buffy. Now, I'm not saying, hey, shall, shall you do that for somebody who you fancy but have an android made as a substitute with? <laughs> but how would you feel about being in a relationship with an android? I don't have any strong feelings on this, particularly. Okay, so suppose, you, right. I mean, you have a beautiful wife. I assume. She is. She's no, beautiful. No, no, she's lovely. She's oh, lovely. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And suppose your wife died. Right. Okay. And uh, there's an episode of Dark Mirror uh, about this. Black Mirror. Black Mirror? Sorry, Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah. A wonderful series. Anyway, so what happens is that this woman's husband dies, and she resurrects him in a way by getting this scale model, very lifelike, rubberized android, android with the best approximation of his consciousness implanted into it. Okay. Um, and now the question is, you know, does she fall in love with this android? Could she fall in love with it? Is there a problem with falling in love with it? Could you fall in love with an approximation of your wife? And have sex with. Do you think there's anything improper or something wonderful or extra lovely about it? So, I mean, is the issue, the issue I think you're trying to get at is it's not a human. It isn't a human. It's a clone of a human. It's Android. It's not a clone. It's uh, built. Yeah, it's made of, it's got gears and whatever, but from the outside. It's indistinguishable. It's still got like fluids and it's warm and it feels like skin. Yeah. And it carries on like a human. It it talks like your wife. Yeah. So is it like like that thing in Ex Machina, the film? Yeah. Have you seen Ex Machina? Yeah, but more convincing. So, so, So if you came home and we swapped your wife out for this, you wouldn't know. But it isn't conscious and it isn't sentient. Well... That's the interesting question, right? I think it's important that it isn't. So, so if it behaves just like Roman's wife, yeah, it has to be conscious or sentient. Mm. Well, I mean, let's say well, shouldn't it be? that you could definitely open up the little panel at the back, which would otherwise be hidden, mm-hmm. and inside you can see the controller. And then what you could do was you could actually go to the control room mm. that's controlling, and you see all the guys in front of their computers, mm. like mm. one of those. 
NASA launch stations. Right. And you can definitely see this is a person taking care of emotions and reactions <laughs> and, and all that kind of stuff. It. Um, you and change so, the emotion. Just to really impress the fact that there's not the single conscious entity. Mm. In right. fact, there doesn't even need to be people yes. over there. Yes. You can see the different computers plugged in, yes. taking care of the different things. So you really get the impression that it's not a conscious sentient entity. Right. That it's, you know, it's getting visual and auditory yes. information and responding yes. to them in a certain way. Okay. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an android that looks very much like, well, that looks exactly like my wife, but lacks consciousness. But it, it passes what's called the Turing test, okay. which is that you couldn't distinguish right. it between a real life so person. I'm still failing to see what the issue is. The question is, could you fall in love with it? I suppose so. Hmm. Because um, there are people who fall in love with fictional characters. They are the waifu. These are these... Uh, waifu is... The object of an otaku's affection. Certain otaku. <laughs> so what's an otaku? They're, they're Japanese geeks, right? It's, it's just stuff that I've seen on the internet. <laughs> and, <laughs> and what happens is there's a fictional character, something they read in manga or right. in, a, you know, a cartoon watch, or whatever. Watch an anime. And yeah. it, this a totally fictional character, and they're convinced that this fictional character is their soulmate. Okay. And they love it. And they they love her, and they can, they're convinced that she is... Like they're like they're their waifu, like their their wife. There's a romantic relationship. Obviously, it's not two ways, but it's a and fictional character on a page. Yeah, and they take yeah. it very seriously. Yes. yes, and they respect it. In fact, there's some that won't even wank off to it, <laughs> to like fantasies or it's or like computer screens because it's disrespectful. Right. So, I mean, that's the case where not only is it an inauthentic person, it's like just somebody who doesn't exist. Yes. Right? Totally yeah. fictional. Yeah. Right. And you also get bronies who are like that. Now, bronies are these guys who are really into <laughs> the new seasons of My Little Pony. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm actually, I'm bronies. Oh, that's them. wonderful. Yeah. I have heard about them. So they fall in love with My Little with Pony. With one of the little My Little Ponies. Right. Yeah, fictional. And right. obviously the relationship, as I said, isn't two-way. Okay. So they, they don't think that the wife who loves them. Okay. They love them and they're dedicated to it. So, so I guess the first question I'd like to ask is, is that love? In the same sense, it's not reciprocated, but at least from the person's perspective, is it love? So we're we talking about the android or we're we talking about wife? No, we're talking about the wife in, in this uh, case, right? Yeah. The, the, person who, the, wife, yeah. the person who loves the android. I think it's, a, it's, it's, it's lust and obsession more than love, isn't it? Well, if you ask them, they'd say, no, I lust over many people. Dedicated. If somebody insults them, they'll, uh, they'll yeah. challenge them to a duel. Yeah. So some people fall in love with cows this way. Hmm. Yeah. With cows. With cows. Yeah. 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 They fall in love with cows in the same way that this person is falling in love. A particular with- cow. A particular. Like no, no, yeah. they're not like cow sexual. Right? Okay. I mean, they might be, but they might not be. Yeah. It's just they're in love with this, with Betsy, with Bessie, right? Yeah. They're in love with Bessie. And, and you know, you couldn't replace Bessie with someone else in the same way we couldn't replace your wife with someone else. Right. They love Bessie. But isn't love supposed to be subjective? What does that mean? Well, I assume it means whatever it means to that person experiencing what he thinks or she thinks is love. Oh, so if I feel love, then I'm in love. No, well, no, well, that, no. That, that, that's Ramon's saying if you believe you feel love, yeah. then you're in love. Yeah. Because... Hmm. <clears throat> Could you be wrong? I think so. I mean, I haven't thought about this because for me, love is not a feeling. Love is actually like actions. Yeah. For example, if you are married, and, yes. I mean, you, we all live with partners or wives, yes. or whatever the case might be. Uh, we, we do things for them. Like we cook for them or we, we have a relationship, run right? their bath or we pick them up or whatever the case might be. That's all a form of love because we okay. like being with them and we like to make them happy, but we also do actions. 
And you're right. You know, and, and you can be in love with somebody who's dead. You can love well, your, your child dies, Jesus. or Jesus, and you still have like, uh, you feel these feelings of affection, ah. and you defend their honor, and okay. you put flowers at the grave or at the altar, yeah, whatever. Absolutely. So you can have these attitudes. Yes. But that doesn't mean you're having a relationship. No. So Alan Sobel, philosopher, wrote a wonderful book on love, and he distinguishes between two kinds of love. He actually says there's lots of different kinds of love, but two main kinds of love. The one is called erotic love, and the other is agapic love. Erotic means it's... So he characterizes them like this. Agapic Agapic love is unconditional. You love something or someone just because they are that someone. It's Mm -hmm. unconditional. They can change in any way. It's the love that one has for God or God has for us. Okay. Or the love for Jesus. It would be agapic love. So it's for that entity, no it's matter how entity. they are. And it doesn't matter what their properties are. Okay. It doesn't so matter. Their properties can change. Their properties can change. Okay. I love them forever. Sure. That's agapic love. Okay. Okay. Then he talks about erotic love or erotic love. And erotic love is dependent on the properties of the person involved. So it's not unconditional. If you lose all your hair and you grow old and fat and you lose your memory, I'm not going to love you anymore. Or your wit. Or your wit, yeah. It doesn't have to be physical. I'm not going to love you anymore because that's the property I fell in love with. Mm. Right. Right. And he thinks that we have erotic love. That's the best explanation for the kind of love we have for another person. Mm -hmm. But it's not the best explanation for the kind of love we have of, let's say, a fictional character. That would be agapic love. And it might be that there's a mistake here. And the mistake is conflating those two kinds of love. Saying that the love that waifus have, or they have four waifus, that that waifus have is the same kind of love that Ramon has for his wife. Okay. And I wonder whether the love you can have for a person is the same kind of love that you can have for a cow or an android. Well, because there would be things missing. And I think these wouldn't be so much with the... The, the attitude side of the love, but it would have to do with the relationship part of the love. Like part of the things is knowing that they feel something towards you. Right. So there's, two, so there's yes. three elements that we've highlighted. So Ramon talked about uh, the element of action, right? Which would be missing in the waifu case. Yes. You, you don't t- take waifu to school. Yeah. Okay. Or bake waifu a cake or whatever it is. Or buy her flowers. There will be some of those, such as the defending of the honor or building the, a shrine. Building a shrine, writing a birthday okay. card. But the, but the point is there may or may not be. Yeah. Right. Um, but in the case of, of Ramon's wife, there has to be. It's like constitutive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, then the second issue is this, which kind of love is it? Is it conditional or unconditional? Is it love of property or love of substance, like who they are yeah. in themselves? And then this third issue, Mark, I just escaped my mind, is the issue that you just raised, which is, re- sorry, reciprocation. Yeah. Right. Now, I mean, we can definitely, in my life, I've definitely experienced quite a lot of unrequited love where it hasn't been reciprocated. Oh, no. But, which is horrible, but at least there was, there was some feeling towards me, indifference, disgust, whatever it was, you know? Right, right. You know? Or friendship, right. only. Even worse. Right. <laughs> you know, there was something, and I had at least a, a, a kind of, I was a subject and an object. Yeah, you, know? you were the object of someone else's subjectivity. Exactly. Right. Which you wouldn't, you won't be with an android. Because it's not conscious. Correct. It does have beliefs. Or it has propositional statements built in which are true about you. Ah, but that's in the same way that a self-driving car believes that there's a corner 200 meters ahead. In other words, it's cold. Yeah. And 
dispassionate. It's a calculator model. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not, not an emotional. It has okay. information that information that it'll operate on. It doesn't yes. have beliefs it will think yes. that it thinks is true. Okay. Let me ask let me take the question one back. Yeah. There's a, a movie called Lars and the Real Girl. Which I haven't seen, but it's about the blow up doll, right? Yes. It's about this guy who his family thinks he's having a nervous breakdown because one day he arrives at dinner with his new partner and he, he's been building this up. He's been telling them I have this new partner and they're very excited to meet her. And he arrives with her and he says, meet, and I can't remember what her name is, but he names her, meet such and such. And they're all kind of like looking around and checking whether this is some kind of joke, but it's not a joke. And he props her up on a chair and he tries to feed her and she, and he says, no, she's not hungry today. And <laughs> and it's a blow up doll. It's a blow up doll, but right. he is in love with this blow up doll. Sure. At least that's the way the movie represents it. And that's the core fundamental question of the movie. Is he in love with this doll? So question, Ramon, do you think he could be in love with the doll? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Because he, he has, yes, he has love for it. I, I don't. Do you think it could be the same kind of love he can have for a human being? I think possibly he can love the doll more than. <laughs> um, <laughs> I said, but that's magnitude. But is it a categorical it. difference? Yeah. Is it diff- I agree with you, by the way. That okay. what? Okay. He could love it more. No, no, that he can love it. Why? I don't think he can have the same kind of relationship. Well, that's obvious. Yeah. Okay, but, but, but the same it, kind of love? But is it love or is it an infatuation or some sort of or psychosis? obsessive disorder of some sort? Yeah. And what's the difference between the two in the end? Between love and an obsessive... Compulsive disorder. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, even if you couldn't love... Your wife's listening to this this, podcast. (laughs) Even if you you couldn't love this android, would you have a relationship with an android? Now, there's this android that's made, and it's really, really sexy. It's got a nice bust, great hair. Ask you about your day when it comes when you come home. Exactly. Uh, Fun in bed. Great in bed, actually. Mm -hmm. I mean, so you can have sex and you can go to the park and you can, you can talk about poetry together. And everyone else will see that android as a human. Let's say, yeah, they don't know that it's an android. Okay. Would you have a relationship with that thing? I mean, yeah, I don't see a problem with that. Because uh, there'd be benefits of it, right? Sure. You'd have, a, you'd have excitement, amusement, validation, perhaps. Would you choose it over a person, person who wasn't jokes? quite as perfect? Not a, as good a bosom, not great a bum. Would you choose the Android over that person? Would the fact that it's an Android wait be waiting? And would, the, and, but I'm the only one that has knowledge that it's an Android. Okay. Yeah. I think All that's right. an important factor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, would that be any weight in your decision? I, mean, I think intuitively I would prefer a human that's less Why? perfect. Why? The evolution. <laughs> well, there, is a, there are differences. I mean, one would be the inauthenticity. It's like an right. experience machine with this happy lover. Well, my next question was going to be exactly that. My next question was, what if I could give you a pull? Yes. Okay. So you've got to make the decision, right? Knowing that it's an Android. But then I can give you a pull to forget that it's an Android. Now, this relates to Mark's point about the experience machine, because the experience machine is this machine that you step into and you can experience anything you want in this machine, right? You hook up, it's like a virtual reality machine, but you forget that you've stepped into the machine. Right. So it's it's equivalent situation. Okay. So you've got to make the choice to step into the machine, knowing that it's a machine, but after that, you forget. In this case, you've got to make the choice whether or not to be in a relationship with the Android. Right. But uh, then you'll forget once. Then I'll you. forget once the Android. Yes. Okay, I'm just trying to understand what answers are you looking for? Not not what answers, but what what are your intuitions? About it. Because you're the philosophers and I'm just like some... Well, we're peppering you because you're not a philosopher. Right. I mean, I I don't 
I don't see an inherent problem. But just now you said it would be an issue, at or, least slightly. Or that you would prefer a human. Uh, yes. I think I would prefer a human if I had the knowledge that one's an android, one's a human. Okay. Let's say you've if got you're the made to forget yeah. that it's an android, it is a human. So well, well, after you've taken the pill, right? Then it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it, it is a human. But there would be still inauthenticity, and the inauthenticity yes. would come from several places. One of them right. will be one of the nice things about being in a relationship, including like you know the the sex and the smiles and all that kind of stuff, is the sense of validation. Mm. Somebody there is looking at you and thinking, you know what, this person's okay. Mm. Yes. I'm willing to be naked with them. Not an abomination. Yeah, I, I think that they. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that their feelings are fine. They're okay to feel it. Validation of who you are, mm. what you are, mm. and so on. But you wouldn't get that. From you might get the feeling of it. Right. From from the android, from the Buffy bot. So this but is they're interesting. They're not really thinking that you are okay. They're but, not thinking you're so wonderful. This they're is so interesting, Mark. So you think there's a difference between validation. And the feeling of validation. Yeah, for sure. In this case, you think that you could feel like you're being validated, but be wrong about it. That's true. Like what happens when you go to your psychologist? <laughs> <laughs> what happens when I go Their to my psychologist? Their job is to make you feel validated. <laughs> but I could be wrong. You could. Even though I feel yeah. validated. Yeah. Maybe you don't care about whether you're actually being validated. But Maybe what matters is that you just feel. But I think it's such a, it's such a subjective... Or feeling mm. <laughs> it's such a it's such a subjective thing. People, as you said, people fall in love with cows. For God's sake, well, or at they, least they believe they do, and they imagine validation from yeah. them. And the cow moves a particular yeah. way, and they yeah. feel validated by yeah. that. It, yeah. it nuzzles the glands by its eye against <laughs> or your it head, or... when it <laughs> what doesn't run them. away quite as fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, all that is true in air quotes, to that person who loves that cow. Okay, so I want to come back to this initial question. Could you be wrong that you're in love with someone or something? Oh, sure. So then, but you just said the opposite. You just said all love is, is a subjective belief that you are in love. But you just said you could be wrong about it. Of course. I've got you both in contradictions tonight. But being subjective (laughs) means you can be wrong. No, if you're subjective, if it's subjective, it means... The belief that you're in love is, just is being in love. Right. Right? So you can't be wrong in your belief because your belief just determines whether you are. There right. must be something more objective, which you did say earlier, which is the actions that you're performing. Yes. Okay. So love is not purely subjective then. It's both. It has an objective feature and a subjective feature. Oh, sure. Okay. In your view, yeah. right? Basically, yes. Okay. Uh, by the way, listeners, I've just, we've, I've just realized what we're talking about. As we started recording, so excuse <laughs> my uncertainty. <laughs> Mark and I very deliberately we discussed it in the kitchen. Y- yeah, and then plotted. we they yes. plotted. Yes, they plotted. That's yes. what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a stitcher. We found a non-philosopher and we attacked him with philosophical questions. <laughs> so with our sophistry, we're going to bamboozle you, right? <laughs> so now, Jason, I want to know what you think because I need, I need. I need a base okay. to form an opinion on. And okay. you are very good at explaining the foundation of your right. beliefs. Right. So um, I'm actually at the moment busy writing an article about this. And it occurred to me that the question, I mean, it always seems to come down to this, but it occurred to me that the question of whether you can love someone is very similar to the question of whether you can rape someone. So it seems to me like you can't rape an android that's not conscious. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you agree with that? Yes. 
Okay. I've written a story called Dinner with Flexi, which is about exactly this, but she is conscious. So let's put that aside. Yeah, that, that sort of makes sense. It, it makes sense to me to think that you can't rape someone or something, rather, that's not conscious. Right? Okay. And it makes... Wait, wait. Would this include, like, somebody in a coma? <laughs> Uh, let me say you can't rape someone that's not capable of consciousness. Okay. Yeah. So right. non, non-human. Yeah. Uh, non- I mean, there's, there's non- an interesting question around someone who's in an irretrievable coma. Yeah. Yeah. But someone who's just okay. passed but that's a out. Weird example. That's... Yeah. 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 The idea is you can't rape something that can't be conscious. Mm-hmm. That's incapable of consciousness. Okay. And it seems to me like if you can't rape it, you can't love it either. Because the Why? same, it just, it just seems intuitive to me that the same kind of processes involved, the same kind of reciprocity, rape involves, it's not reciprocal, but it involves two subjects. It involves one that's being victimized and one that's a perpetrator. And there's all sorts of feelings on both sides, very different feelings on the two sides. I think we can make it even weaker than rape. Can you have sex with something? I mean, can you have yeah. sex with your Hitachi wand? Could you have or sex with, with a watermelon? Or yeah. watermelon? Yeah. I mean, I'd say no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could masturbate with a watermelon, but that's yeah. very different to having sex with a watermelon. Good. What I'm trying to get at is that with rape and sex, there's some sort of reciprocity involved. It's not you that... You need to be a, an object as well. You both need to be subjects and both need to be objects. Yeah. If, so there's, there's an area of philosophy, uh, continental philosophy, specifically Jean-Paul Jean Sartre, and he says that humans are both. They're subjectivity and an objectivity, right? They're a mind and a body. Not quite as simple because he thinks that a, mo- a body is actually both subject and object. It's really weird. But the point is, if you can't be both a subject and an object, there's not actually a relationship. And I wonder whether love requires relating between two people. It's so interesting you should say that because one of the things I was thinking about is whether I would just keep the Buffy bot around as like a, like a sex slave. <laughs> right. right. Just, you know, have some wild sex occasionally with it. And now what you've said is made me think, maybe I can't have sex with it. Maybe I can have sex with it in the same way that I can have sex with, with a watermelon or a fleshlight or something like that. Yeah. You wouldn't say you're having sex with a fleshlight. Yeah. That's a tool, not a exactly. partner. Or a... It's a tool. And do you think it's consciousness that does the work? Because yeah, I think it's sentience. Sentience. Because with the android, I mean, she, it, he is becoming more human-like. Mm. Do you think it might be the kind of... Can you have sex with a corpse? So that's a very interesting case. And the reason it's so interesting is that we think that you can disrespect a corpse. Yes. Which means that you still think in some sense it's a person. But you can disrespect a flag. Okay. You can disrespect a home. But, uh, but it's different, you're right. It's the kind of dis- it's, But put it this way, it's the same kind of disrespect that applies to a living person. Yeah, so can you have sex with a corpse? I'd say yes. Okay. Because at some point it was capable of consciousness. So do you think that's the reason you can have sex with a Yes, corpse? and I think if you're specifying, which by the way I don't agree with your assumption. Okay. That, that fluffy, not fluffy bot, buffy bot. <laughs> not fluffy. No way fluffy, Thank smooth you. buffy bot. Yours can be fluffy bot. <laughs> <laughs> so Buffy Bot, at, if Buffy Bot is incapable of sentience or consciousness, sure, you can't have sex with Buffy Bot. Of course, I think that Buffy Bot might be capable of yeah. sentience. And that, that then changes the question. And that would be like having sex with, uh, with an alien, like a, a yes. Betazoid or a Vulcan or something like that. Which you created in the lab. You can, because they, <laughs> but is that because they're human-like enough? That, no. Well, Buffy Bot is perfectly human-like. It passes yeah. every Turing test you can throw at it. Mm, it just happens not to be sentient. Yes. So, 
Mark is referring to something called Searle's Chinese Room. Uh, it's, it's a thought experiment that John Searle came up with. And he was trying to show that um, the Turing test is not sufficient uh, to right. generate consciousness. And the way he did that was he said, suppose there was this slit in the wall and you could talk to it in Chinese and it would talk Chinese back. Right? But what really is going on is... Is that there's not someone Chinese behind the wall. It's that there's a whole team of people behind the wall. With dictionaries. Who know nothing of Chinese. Okay. They just know English. And in fact, they don't even have dictionaries. They've got like character for character dictionaries. (laughs) No one in the room actually knows anything about Chinese. They're all English speaking. But through very sophisticated manipulation of the symbols involved, they can generate an answer for you in Chinese that makes sense. So you write a little thing in Chinese on a slip of paper, put it through the slot in the door, and something else comes out that's appropriate, like... In Chinese, you write, good day, how are you? And coming out of the other slot is, wonderful, thank you, I'm having a great day, how are you? Which is an appropriate response. Yeah, and you can answer and it'll give you an appropriate response, etc., etc. Okay. So it passes the Turing test perfectly for a Chinese speaker. You think it's a Chinese speaker. Yeah. But actually, there's no sentience involved. Nobody knows the meaning of anything. Yes. In Searle's terms, there's no intentionality. There's no mind there. Right. And the idea is if there's not a mind... You can't have sex with it, and you can't fall in love with it. So it passes the Turing test, but you, to have sex with it, you'll need the Turing test and the mind. Yes. Well, my, my intuition is that you can have sex with the Buffy bot because it's human-like <laughs> enough. That's, but I know it's weird. I mean, that's my intuition. I'm not saying it's correct yeah, because yeah. thinking about it, my reasoning kind of gives me reason to think my intuition could be wrong. Have you changed this. your mind? Uh, I haven't changed my mind. I've just started, I'm less convinced about my intuition. (laughs) Well, that's appropriate given the name of our podcast. So, Ramon, having heard this, and I think you need to hear more about Mark's view, what are you thinking now? What is your view, if you could put two sentences? So, no, I can't do it in two sentences. (laughs) You're asking a philosopher. You ask me that. (laughs) So, what I'm thinking is, I would have a relationship and have sex and I basically have Buffy Bot as my girlfriend, but I do think something would be missing and, but there'd still be things that would be there. So I could have a great, I, I think I could have a, a fun conversation. Could you have sex? I, I could have sex. Could you be in could, love? Could I be in, I think I could be in love. I think. And could you love it? Subjectively. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could have the sensations of love, the feelings of love. I could have the madness of love, the excitement of it. Uh, could I be in love? I think, I think I could be in love or maybe quasi love. Could you be in love with a watermelon? I could be in love with a watermelon. <laughs> I think I'd be delusional. Could you have a relationship with a watermelon? Sort of. <laughs> Not the kind of relationship that people have between each other. But you're saying you'd be delusional. Oh, no, no. Like, so one of the things I can do in my relationship with you is I can say we can be friends, right? And you can be actually loyal. You can care about me. I can care about you. And we can behave in that way and act in that way. Right. And that action, the action part of the relationship we can have. Mm. Um, and I can have that action part of the relationship uh, with the Buffy bot plus one other part of the relationship was my attitude towards it. Right. I can't have its attitude towards me because it doesn't really have that. It doesn't. But it can behave as if it has it can. the right so attitude And that's why you. I can have the interaction and action. And that's enough for you to um, generate love. Yeah. Okay, so Roman, you've got two views here. Your view is that it needs a tune test and a mind before you can actually have actual sex with something Correct. or love something. Correct. Otherwise, it's like a watermelon. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark's view 
as far as I understand, it feels like love. It may not really be love, but it doesn't really matter because it feels like love. I, I think I do think that's that's correct, but I do think there is stuff that's missing. Right. So yeah. it's not pure. It's not. Uh, it's not full. It's incomplete, but not. It's an incomplete relationship or incomplete love. Maybe incomplete love and incomplete relationship. So I'm not going to say it's not a relationship. Say it's a relationship with stuff missing. Hmm. Like like a frenemy. Hmm. Okay. You know, like, okay. are, are you friends with this person? I'm like, uh, it's like a friendship. There are a few things missing to make stop making it not just a good friendship, but a proper friendship. But that's the same thing friendship. as saying it isn't a friendship. It's I similar, don't. but it isn't. Yeah, I just think that because these things are more like complexes or syndromes. <laughs> you know, love is sounding terrible. I think, it's love. I, think it's, I think it's difficult to be objective about these sort of things, though. Hmm. I mean, I, I think it's difficult to be precise and unambiguous about right, these things. Right, yeah. I've got friends that have traits that irritate the shit out of me, but we're still friends and we still see each other often and we have hmm. good times together. And you but, don't think the best of them. But yeah, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, depending on their state. Yes. If they're drunk or not, or whatever the case might be. Yes. Um, but it's still friendship because yes. I still do things that I don't want to do sometimes, but I still mm-hmm. do it with them because they're my friends and I feel a sense of duty and I sure they do it to me as well very difficult to be an objective say yes friendship is these par- is this paradigm only or these right. conditions being met only right so I think same with love it so, would niggle me though hey it would what? really niggle me that knowing that uh, she doesn't actually feel anything feel, that she doesn't see me as and that's really important it's not just feeling it's not just having the emotions hmm. but seeing me as a certain thing or a certain way. different from hiring a prostitute I think it could be very similar because that's a human yeah with feelings and I think, so with feelings one, you can have sex with but love is well maybe from your side is love but from her it's just transaction like. and you're right and in the past back when I was a, a single cad and I was seeing all the ladies and having little love affairs uh, here and there, now and then, sometimes... You beast, you, Oh, Mark. yes. There would be this thing where one of the things I really enjoyed was intimacy. And I still do. And I would kind of, in my mind, pretend that there was more intimacy than there was, you know? And I'd want it to be, like, just for, like, a little flash. Like, like we're in love with each other, and there's this validation and this excitement, and we know each other, and we see each other, and these emotions happening. And I know it's just going to be for one night, mm. you know? But it's all, mm. I build it up to the this like uh, excitement and this big thing that maybe isn't really there mm. because I like that feeling mm. and I like that sense and I like that fantasy. But you were wrong. There wasn't and was intimacy. Wrong. And I think that's what it would be like to have sex with some people when they have sex with prostitutes. Maybe they do that. So this and is the word that we were looking for, intimacy. That's yeah. what's lacking. Mm-hmm. There's a relationship, there's love, but there's not intimacy on your view. Uh how would you define intimacy? Oh, I don't know. Because I mean, intimacy fe- always requ- always requires reciprocity. I think it would. I mean, it requires... One of the things is we want to get to know each other. Mm. To know each other when we're intimate mm. with each other. Like you a, know who I am? Yes. I see, I see, we yes. see each other as we really are yes. naked, metaphorically naked. Yes. I mean, here's a nice parallel. A stalker can fall in love with the person he's stalking and can be in a relationship of sorts with that person. But he can't have intimacy with them. No, I don't think he can. Then again, I mean, like, an intimacy isn't always good and it isn't always romantic. I mean, you can have intimacy with your, your captor. Intimacy just means there's a reciprocity of seeing in a certain way, seeing yeah. each other in a certain way. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly what that is will depend on the kind of intimacy. Yeah. But it requires the two of you to see each other in so, a certain way. Exactly. Like, and seeing as means the kinds of things that are kind of vague and namby-pamby and poetic. <laughs> like, I see you as doesn't a magnificent to, man. Doesn't have to be, <laughs> you, uh, Thanks, Mark. Doesn't have to be a positive attribute. I don't think intimacy. Uh, look, uh, you'd want that for for romance and the kind of things you're looking for in a, mm. in a positive, loving relationship. I mean, a, a rape is intimate, but... Sure. Yeah, but horrible. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still or, intimacy. Or a kidnapping or a murder or... Yeah, mm. true. There's, yeah. Not one, there's not the type of intimacy... It's negative ones. intimacy. Yeah, yeah. true. Okay. Yeah, so but I mean, I I'm talking int- about positive... Right, right, right. I don't know if intimacy is the, the proxy. Mm. I still that think you, that... I, it's a factor. Yeah. Maybe not the proxy. Factor in what? The relationship. In, in determining if there's love. Probably. Okay. And the reason you can't have intimacy is because they, the Buffy bot, don't think anything see, about you. Doesn't think anything about you at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it, are you, can you actually, one of the things you're going to be doing when you have this Buffy bot is you're going to be attributing uh, mental states to it, emotions and so on, yes. which it doesn't have. Yes. I mean, you're going to see it as human. And you're going to operate, I mean, it's a great rule of thumb to treat it and expect it to react and so on as though it has fear. So you anthropomorphize it. You anthropomorphize it. Yes. And that's because that's how it's programmed. I mean, these are, these are great attributes to give to it to understand and protect its behavior, but it doesn't actually have those. Right. So you're going to be mistaken when you see it as a certain thing, when you see it as kind, when you see it as loving, when you see it as seeing you in a certain way or so on you're going to be totally mistaken about it mm. because it doesn't have such and such a belief it doesn't have such and such a desire or have such values and character and so mm. on and that's where the inauthenticity comes in it only has programming mm. but doesn't that apply to humans too <laughs> so you're deceiving yourself it, it does you can be mistaken in your description sure and attributing these and some people states. think we're fundamentally mistaken in relationships all the time we oh. just don't see each other for who we are. Right. I think that's that has some validation. Like we just see this fantasy that we... Yeah. Well, yeah. This fantasmagoria. Yes. In Freudian yeah. speak, we project onto the other. The other just becomes a screen for our projections. Oh, okay. For all the things we believe about them. Yeah. It just becomes... They become like a like a white screen, like a movie screen. Mm. You just project all this stuff onto them and you fall in love with the projection. And then Freud said what happens a few years later is you withdraw your projections and then you're left with the stark human being in front of you and that's when you either leave or you get married, according to Freud. Okay. Yeah. So even if it's the kind of love of the what erotic love is what you erotic, call it? Yes. Erotic love, which is yes. the love of the characteristics of a thing. Yes. It doesn't even have those characteristics that you fall They're in love with. They're projected characteristics, yeah. initially at least. Yeah. Because the Buffy bot can't feel, can't have desires. Yes. But as Ramon said, there might be erotic love of characteristics that your partner doesn't feel just between two humans all the time. Mm. Yeah. So what's the difference really? I might be changing my mind. Mark. I don't know what is mm. the difference. I'm more confused than ever. I'm more confused than <laughs> oh, that's the good. beginning of this podcast. <laughs> well, it's becoming more and more complex the more we talk about it. It is. Yeah. Hmm. I'll be unconvinced. I'm completely unconvinced. I, I'm... Certainly less convinced of my position than when I started. Hmm, because initially I swayed you. Yeah. And now you've swayed me. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ramon. So, I have no idea. This has been another episode of Unconvinced, where we remain unconvinced. <laughs> Absolutely. Less, definitely less convinced than we were when we began. All of us. And I think more, more unconvinced now than at the beginning of the podcast. As it should be. 